With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of The Money Line. Thank you for making me a part of your day. We'll focus on the CFL slate today with three games again this week. On Friday night, Hamilton goes on the road into Montreal. A couple of things stand out here. Firstly, these teams played a month ago in Montreal with the Tiger Cats closing as one-point favorites in a game that played out as a coin flip. In that game, we saw Matt Schultz starting for Hamilton, who at that time, he did give them the best chance to win. Heading into last week, we were down on Hamilton, but as we attained more information on how the Tiger Cats spent their bye week, we did we did end up being on um, on Hamilton in Winnipeg. Specifically, Dane Evans is as healthy as he's going to be this season. His shoulder is still banged up, but he'll need the offseason to get to 100%. More importantly though, there was talk out of Hamilton that the majority of Evans' issues were between the ears. They did bring in a sports psychologist to work with him. Uh, maybe it was the sports psychologist, maybe it was just time to get away, but Evans looked the best he has all season. We also saw a more creative Hamilton offense as well. Of course, it's easier to open up the playbook when you can trust your QB. With Evans possibly returning to form, the Alouettes missing starters on defense, and the Tiger Cats slowly getting healthier, the 3.5 point swing from a month ago is too much. The market will come in on Hamilton once the limits increase, and we should go off here closer to a pick'em. Next up, we're going to Ottawa for the Red Blacks hosting the Argos. Ottawa has been an interesting team all season. I've been on them quite a bit, and even though they're only three and nine on the year, they've they've actually performed well against the spread in um, in certain situations. In a weird scheduling quirk, these teams played in Ottawa two weeks ago. They both had a bye, and now they're matched up again in Ottawa this week. Two weeks ago, Toronto closed as a minus one and a half road favorite. This week, we're seeing them at minus two and a half. I think the one-point adjustment is fair considering how the first game played out. As the season has progressed, the Argos have improved their passing game with Brandon Banks getting more involved. Ottawa did not have an answer for the Argos' aerial attack, and, their, and the final score in that game, it was a little bit deceiving. Um, remember, Toronto got off to an early lead, um, and maybe they packed it in a bit, but we did see Ottawa make the, make the score a little bit more respectable at the end. We will need to monitor the Argos' defensive injuries and also track the Red, Black, the Red Blacks' camp for anything they, that they might change to defend the Argos against the pass. The final game of the week takes us to beautiful Vancouver, BC for a rematch between the Stampeders and the BC Lions. These teams played an OT thriller last week in Calgary with the Lions pulling it out in a game they closed as a 7-point dog. We saw the market push this up to a 7, which I thought was a fair close. It was Vernon Adams' first start with the Lions and the Stamps, they, they were clicking offensively. 
The final score did reflect the coin flip nature of this game, but now we're seeing an 8-point adjustment with the, Beast Alliance, with the Beast Alliance favored by 1 at home. On the surface, it does seem like an overreaction, but we do need to consider that the Calgary secondary is actually getting worse as the season has progressed. That said, I do give them a bit of a break because they've also had to deal with cluster injuries all season to their defensive backs. We'll see Brandon Dozier and Javian Elliott back this week, and that instantly changes the, dyna- the dynamic of that offense. If I am able to recommend a play at the current numbers after we're done betting the CFL, I will post it in the Best Stamp app. The money line for this week takes us to a topic that I feel very passionate about. Hi, Soul Money. I've noticed that when you post your plays, you only cite Pinnacle and Chris when there are always better numbers available. Thank you for the great discussion point. Okay. So with everything I say, I'm not singling anybody out because people can do whatever they want. But I'm a strong believer in whether you sell plays or post for free, you have to do so in a liquid market with with widely available numbers. When I post citing sharp books who take bets, you should always be able to get a better number than what I'm posting. I often see people referencing books taking taking small limits the night before in, in NHL, for example, as the recommended play. Now, this is not about the amount bet. That doesn't matter to me. People can bet whatever they want. But it's about people posting picks, refer- referencing sports books who will be quick to limit or ban players. The only reason to cite non-sharp books when posting when posting plays publicly is to artificially inflate your units and CLV for cloud or future subscriptions or or whatever the case may be. The public units, in my opinion, the public units don't matter if you're posting plays in an immature market. The public CLV, in my opinion, doesn't matter in these cases either. But I'm sure CLV will be a topic for for, for another time. If you're assessing someone who posts publicly or thinking of buying picks, look at when they are recommending the plays and the books that they are citing. If you're not posting publicly, you should absolutely bet as early as possible in most cases, as long as you're able to bet the amount you need. Let's wrap it up there. Thank you. Thank you for the comments, feedback, and discussion points into the money line. Keep them coming. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can call in to the money line on Twitter at so many sports or so many sports at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, the line is open.